Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Previously on Dungeons & Dragons. Yeah, let's just escort you over here to the captain because I belong here. And we'll just see if it works. You're with us now. You don't need, like, it's fine. Oh. Chief yeah. Steward Flemmikins. <laughs> Ahoy, matey. <laughs> Love it already. Can I help you? We're, we're looking to get to Zonthal's Tower. We're hoping you can give us a ride. Uh, you know that's like getting into cult territory there, right? The entire airship fleet moves out. New Lara, you are hanging out near the back of the ship, and you see a fireball erupt out of the forest. Fireball! We're being attacked! We're being attacked! You see a red a black and a blue dragon emerge from the forest line. I just like take a lap of the ship. Like there's three dragons behind us. We're under attack. I get uh, Captain Neff to turn a little bit to the left so that the cannons are better lined up towards the red and black dragons to try and nab that red dragon as it dives out of the way. And the second volley quickly follows behind it and that dragon takes three huge hits. What about the force fields? (laughs) And she looks you dead in the fucking eye and she's like, the fuck you talking about, bitch? There are no fucking force fields? Never mind. Go back down and make your bombs. And we're going to try to push that bear masthead onto the dragon. And the two cannons that are on the front release and these two extra potent exploding devices it makes it explode off the front of the ship and knock it down to the earth below and you land on the outskirts of the city of Zonthal's tower welcome to dungeons and dragons we are a D&D 5th edition actual play podcast and i'm your dungeon master russ moore and with me today is carla johnson hey i play new lara moonbrook and Amy Moore. What up? I play Thea Anastasia. And Tom Laird. Hey, that's me. I play Flint Firebeard. Welcome, everybody. How are we doing today? Your voice got so high. I well, did get a little just, high. We're I doing it. real good, Russ. We're Very doing real excited good. to be playing D&D today. Me too. This is the- I think we all are, guys. This will be a pleasant listening experience. Let's keep this going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be great, guys. <laughs> You cut that out. No Disney yeah. shit. Yeah, they are notoriously oh, litigious. They they will, obviously, Mickey. They, they will, will come, come for you. you. D- D- Disney knockoff. It's Dosney. Flanikins <laughs> is really <laughs> like Flanikins is really like a heroin addict Mickey Mouse. Wow. Oh. <laughs> I can see that it. Got really dark. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. It's bad. Anyways. God, it got kind of uh, real bad, now. guys. <laughs> Uh, Next episode, we have an intervention. I'm glad we had her on this airship. She's been detoxing. Dear Flamikins, you have hurt me in the following way. Exactly. (laughs) Your actions. I got you on this fucking ship, guys. You better be thanking me. No, you didn't. We let you stay on this ship because you happened to be with us. I work on this ship. 
You weren't even. I can to be no up longer here. offer you my friendship or support <laughs> unless you choose this gift today. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, only nineteen ninety five. Anyways. Um, It'll make you pay to go to rehab. <laughs> Other people pay for that. This episode and all of our best episodes are dedicated to our patients. <laughs> of uh, course. This and, is going to be a best episode? Uh, oh, this is going to be We're one of our best episodes. Very We're strong. laying down the gauntlet. I'm excited. Wow. Starting, starting really good. Really good. Okay, I'm ready. Uh, so this episode, uh, if you are a Patreon, you get a random episode dedicated to you. <laughs> Someone is a Patreon? That's right. Like, they are Patreon? <laughs> we are Legion. They are Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> we dedicate an episode to you. And today's episode is dedicated to Alicia May. Alicia. Oh, thanks, Alicia. Thanks, Alicia. You rock. You rock, Alicia. And if you want to join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast. Fuck it, guys. Let's play D&D. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you made it on your outskirts of town there, Zonthal's Tower. You see the tower with the surrounding overgrown what looks like a maze is uh, it then, amazing uh it looks like it could use some work oh is it dismazing no looks like it's been un, 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 <laughs> you're un- missing my pun is it amazing don't blow right past my tom's pun. face at mine was so disapproving <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I was confused. Tom, I was angry. Tom never looks grumpy, and he just had this like, <laughs> "What the fuck was that look on his face?" It was like the grumpiest face. I've Do, ever better, seen Tom. Do better, Carlo. Do better. You got have, better in you. There are forty-eight that episodes, and that was the worst. Oh, <laughs> that made Tom angry and confused. Oh, note to self: I'll bring make the trophy some more over really for bad puns joke. because Tom does not like them. <laughs> Does not care for them. Oh, uh, right. Anyway, Ooh. the maze looks overgrown. Sorry, Russ. That's what I'm saying. Probably not well traveled. What with it being a death maze and all. I mean, and the, they're losing would... groundskeepers left, right, and center. Right. <laughs> it's just impossible the upkeep on this thing. Uh, you would think the school yeah. field trip there was a fucking nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> you peter down the the step ladders. Uh, do just us five go down, and then Captain Neff like. Spirits away, or just like takes off, <laughs> yeah, or what? <laughs> I don't know what. Flamykins is still on the ladder. Is like she's like, wait, <laughs> I, I need to. I don't know if I should stay or should I go. Um, I don't know. What do you? Maybe you have a conversation with Captain Neff before you go. Captain Neff, do you need to go continue on with your mission with that you were on with the other ships? Or are you going to just chill here and wait for us to? Um, I just go through I the guess, death maze and come back or I guess we probably should have talked about what your what your how how long you plan on being here? Like what's your goal? Like extraction. We're here on a straight it's res- a rescue, rescue mission. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um well I mean it it would probably be quicker for you to get back with the ship. Um so Oh I mean, we'd you like you to stay. Proved yourselves very handy on the ship, especially in the face of several dragons. Um, I wish I had my bear's head still, but I mean, thank you for saving us. Um, I'll carve another one while I wait, maybe. Um, but yeah, we'll just uh, go around the perimeter and uh, and keep an eye out for things. I'm sure, I'm sure we'll keep a low profile. So it's going to be like there's no parking spots downtown, so you're just slowly circling, circling the block. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I like okay. it. Yeah, 
Okay. Yep. Well, we don't know where we'll be leaving from, so it's actually a pretty smart idea. Solid, yeah. <laughs> like, I suspect we will, um, yeah, be leaving in a hurry and want to get on the ship quickly. So. The rescue mission, it might might be that way. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll definitely stay while you go do your business uh, in the town and, and tower and and maze. Good good luck with that. Good good luck with that. Um, okay, so you're heading down. Yes. Yep. So the five of you, Nulara, Flint, Thea, Thaddeus, and Flamikins, uh, head towards the city, the village, which is also called Zonthal's Tower, conveniently. And the settlement. Um, actually, everybody, make a history check. Let's see how much I can give you before you actually get into town. Oh my god, my rolls suck ass. It's your history. What eleven? I mean, that's 13. better than five. I got a 27. What oh, the fuck? Flint, you know a lot about things. You've been uh, you've been reading a lot, yeah. my friend. Yeah. I also know that this uh, Zonthal's Tower used to be called Grantsopolis. Was it, though? <laughs> We're not in the skills challenge anymore. I'm not just giving you shit. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a force field all of a sudden. We're good. Yeah. Yeah. There <laughs> is a force field. It's That's true, true but there it's not our force field. It's not um, ours. So... Uh, yeah, yeah. Flint, you definitely know. Flamikins doesn't know. Thaddeus knows. So Flint and Thaddeus know that Zonthal's Tower was a settlement that began as a place where Zonthal's many apprentices established homes of their own. And as years passed, more settlers were drawn to the area as word spread that the wizard and his apprentices offered excellent protection against marauding orcs and monsters. The village is smaller now than it was in its heyday, um, but you know that there are about 300 people that still live in this village. And you stroll up to it, and because... I strut. You strut and stroll and walk up to it, um, and... You tell by the way she uses her walk. I'm a woman's man. (laughs) (laughs) We should probably talk. Yeah. And, yeah... (laughs) And as you come up to it, you uh, kind of get the sense that it it obviously is a larger village than what the number of people are holding there. Because some of the buildings are in a bit of disrepair because nobody's been taking care of absolutely every building that's in there. Um, but you enter the village and you're walking down streets and there are various different people. There's different humans and elves and halflings all kind of working about and going about, you don't see a lot of them just based on the size as you're going in, but you do pass people as you're walking in. Is there anything that I notice specifically about these people? Do they look, is is there a mix of like high class people, poor people? Are they looking like kind of like they're thriving here? Are they looking like the kind of poor people who living in fear, living next to a giant death maze? Um, No, nobody looks in fear. Um, In fact, you are like smiled at and greeted People they don't say know hello, here. and uh, um, they don't look like they're scared, or nobody looks like they're increasingly poor. Like nobody looks super high class, but they they don't look like they're too hard off. Like everybody looks well well fed and has mostly clean clothes, and hmm. um, they just look like they're going about their day. Are they wearing cultist robes or just like normal clothes? Just normal clothes. Uh, I stop a particularly friendly-looking person, and I say, um, excuse me. You stop a female halfling, and she's carrying a basket full of bakery goods, and she says, oh, yeah, yes, yes. Um, 
I was wondering, we just arrived here. What's in that tower? Well, I mean... Is it like a tourist attraction um, or... Well, like, can we visit? I mean, like, what is this? There, there, there isn't really anything in the tower. I mean, there's been there's been some strange happenings the last few days. Uh, I mean, not the last few days, the last few months. Oh, what um, kind of strange happenings? Well, I mean, it went dark there for quite a while, and then and then lights started coming on. Uh, there's different different rumors that go about town as to what it could be. Um. But nothing, nothing should be in in the tower. So I mean, it's all just a little bit of hearsay. Nobody can go into the tower unless they go through the maze. So nobody goes and checks. Oh, oh nobody. Why doesn't anyone go and check? Because you have to go through the maze, my dear. Well, yeah, but it's a maze. Obviously, you can just find the solution to the maze and go check on the tower. <clears throat> yeah, you're you're not you're not wrong. Um. I mean, you, I've been you, through mazes before. Are you, you're you're planning on going in into the maze? I take it based on your your sudden interest in the in the tower and and the maze. So well, why wouldn't we? Well, we want to go check out this tower. Like we got to go through the maze. You just said so yourself. Um, I mean, the maze is quite dangerous. Few who enter it ever come back out, and the few that actually do come back out look quite worse for wear. A dangerous maze. I don't know. Like I've been through a bunch of mazes before. None of them have been dangerous. You, 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 sir, look like one who's perhaps seen a little bit more battle than most of the people around here. We come here for, because of the, the protection that the the thought of the maze offers us. Um, but nobody, nobody wishes to go in into the maze for fear. Yeah, of... but I mean, like, I've been to like fairs before that have had corn mazes. It's no, it's no big deal. I don't. I don't know what's my, different. What's different about this maze? My, my dear, this this maze was was created by the wizard Zontho. Oh, so it's a magic maze. Well, you should have said that right from the get go. I figured you knew, with your your direct questions and my mentioning of a wizard in, <laughs> in the tower. You said uh, the tower. No, was you empty. said no one was in the tower. The wizard creating the tower. <laughs> I don't think the word wizard ever came no, up. No, it didn't. But but that's wizard. okay. <laughs> so nobody resides. You're just in gonna this. edit that word in earlier, aren't you? It was just clean. Floating. It was a clean take. Wizard. I can do whatever I want. Wizard. <laughs> so nobody lives in the tower. Nobody goes in the maze. Mm-hmm. But you guys are offered protection living here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's there's enchantments and, and spells cast on the tower and the maze itself, and the danger is enough to keep any any orcs or anybody coming in to attack us. Oh, you, well, you had that's great. <laughs> you mentioned most people don't return, but some have looking worse for wear. Are any of those who have returned from the maze in the village still? N- no, no, they were mostly adventurers coming to look to find something inside the tower, some sort of riches or or magical knowledge. Um, frequently, the only people who actually venture in that way are our visitors to our town. And we welcome all visitors, and they can come try their hand at the maze, but we try to warn them that they will have a difficult time if they set foot in. 
And if we decided to take a shot at it, how how do we get in there? Uh, well, there there is an entrance. I could show you the way. Um, would you like me to show you show you the way? Do you yes. know any like tips for getting through this maze? I I have not been in been in myself. No. Oh, are there any like you know? Cheat, folk tales or codes. legends or anything yeah like an up up down down left right left right ba select start sort of situation or i i don't know i don't know what you're referring to you must have been many other it's places the contra code russ come on <laughs> right yes i don't know you speak weird languages you must come from far away <laughs> no uh, because we've we just use the protection of of the of the maze itself as a as a deterrent in and of itself and nobody from the village has tried to go in there, and we try very hard to avoid going in there. And as you see, as we go up, there's uh, we've set up gates to prevent our animals and our herds from going in, to prevent our children from from just wandering in. Um, I have no I have no information, unfortunately, that can guide you through it. Well, if you could show us to the entrance, that would be great. Also, is this bread for sale? It looks delicious. Uh, yes, yeah, Did you absolutely. forget you were carrying a basket no, of bread? I, I mean, well, I I've just had got that so song from Beauty and the Beast in my head since you said it. Yep. So have you <laughs> bonjour, too. Bonjour, 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 bonjour. Hey, I was going oh, to Disney. Sorry. Oh, so yeah, right, sorry. Right. It's just yeah, as no soon as I picture someone, someone with a basket basket of bread, there goes, there goes the, the baker, baker with, with his tray. <laughs> exactly. Um, as you guys are uh, walking. You're not going to sell me any bread? Fine, whatever. Uh, yeah, she said, oh, yeah, of course. And then you went into Disney songs. Oh, sorry. I, I hand her. Do you want bread? Money. Okay. Here's your bread. Thank you. And I give her uh, whatever what bread costs. Amount of money for bread. Turns out the bread is the key to the maze after all. Amazing. We're through safely, guys. All the monsters are uh, gluten intolerant. Uh, oh, no. Like gives, real people. She gives everyone a <laughs> loaf of bread. You are welcome to your pick. There is. I, I'm on guard with my baguette. <laughs> I loved it, Tom. It's really Thank good. You. I think the boys like, just missed it, but I love it. I feel like I feel like I missed it. <laughs> I was calling gluten intolerant been... people monsters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's good. Okay. Um, okay. She gives you all your bread. And as you're walking through the city, weaving through its streets, um, she says, well, it doesn't appear that I'm going to deter you from going in, so I'll tell you, I guess, the rumors that have been stirring up since the lights have been turning back on in the tower. The most popular theories and rumors that have been going around are the fact that it's possible that Zonthal himself may have returned as an awaken and awakened as a lich. That's one theory flying about, or that one of the genies uh, or elementals that he kept um, trapped there broke free and is bound within the tower. So that's a possibility as well. Um, so you think they're just floating around the tower, turning on lights? It's it's definitely possible. I mean, I don't know what <laughs> genies or elementals can do. What's what's this? You can't see that, Russ. <laughs> if you're gonna like accept yeah, the rules in, of this world, you gotta play within them one. too. Fair enough. Uh, 
Um, yeah, so maybe, maybe we don't we don't know exactly. I mean, we, we don't go there. You aren't going to try and destroy the tower, mate? No, no. no. Uh, but it did sound like you were saying a third thing that I interrupted you. I'm sorry about that. What did I say? I said the lich, possibly the genies, yeah, or, elementals. or the elementals or genies, and then you were launching into a third one, and I kind of cut you off. Yeah, you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. Well, I mean, it, only a couple people have seen it, but there, there's been. It's not really in regards to the lights, but I mean, it's interesting that you show up here. What were your names? Jill. Jill. Okay. I mean, you look. You look. Familiar. Uh, I'm Gil. That's what they call me, Famil Jill. Jill, Gil, and yours? I'm Sill, like a window. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Dill. Uh, Dill. Yeah. Not Bill. Uh, Dill. Yeah. <laughs> like Spike. <laughs> yeah. And Millie. Way to mix it yeah. up. Way to mix it up. That's very nice. Um, okay, that's that's fair. Um, no, I was just gonna say that some some people have seen, and we've dismissed it because we haven't seen them. But um, like a, a blue dragon in the area. Whoa! Do you guys get a lot of dragons around here? That no, seems crazy. No, no, we really don't. Um, so you haven't seen it then? No, no, just something that's being spread about the younger, younger crowd, millennials, right? What? <laughs> I like Russ's new no attitude. No, no, it's not happening. <laughs> no, not that. Just gonna shut this down immediately. <laughs> um, like she's like leading us through the village. I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. At the entrance. Um. Unless there's anything that you're specifically looking for or looking no. to do. I'm looking I don't to kill think so. stuff in a maze. Okay. So, yeah, you. she leads you to, and she's. You, there's a path that, only one path as you're going that leads directly up to the maze. And you look down the path and you can see into the maze. Um, and there is a, it's not even much of a gate, but more of like a, picket fence that goes across and has been built all the way around and she, says, and she opens the gate and she says this is this is the entrance thank you what was your name uh my name Till Tilly yes, <laughs> yes. how do you play <laughs> oh he plays mm-hmm <laughs> Yes, Tilly. Tilly Thunderfoot. He runs this game. Tilly Thunderfoot. (laughs) Well, thank you for the bread and for the rumors and for guiding us here. Of course. Thanks, Tilly. I wish you the best of luck. I hope to see you again. Oh, you will. Swing Swing on by the bakery if you make it back out. Okay, bye. And she scurries off. I feel like we just stand in a line at the entrance of the Mm -hmm. the maze, just like... So, uh... Just gotta... Just taking looks, it all Looks, uh... Yeah. Looks like a maze. All right, you first, Flemikins. As you're just kind of standing there, the hedge maze, uh, which surrounds the central tower, is 
I mean, it's it's huge. Like, um, but yeah, it does look like it's been overgrown and hasn't been taken care of as far as mazes go. Um, it doesn't appear that there are any other ways in or out. It's just this one entrance in front of you. The maze appears from the outside. If you weren't, you know, if you didn't know that it was a maze, the maze appears to be a, a more or less pleasant hedge. Again, a little bit overgrown. Uh, with a ringed garden around it and seemingly no resemblance to a maze at all. So it's a maze that doesn't look like a maze. Are you ready, guys? So you've arrived and it is, uh, let's say it's kind of evening hours. So sun's still up, um, probably for another few hours. What do you guys want to do? It's Do we want to head in in the dark? Extraction at night? Maybe easier? Do we want to camp out and wait and head in in the morning. What do you think? Personally, I prefer the cover of darkness. Um, I think that if anyone can see us looking from the tower above into the maze below, we're going to be a lot easier to spot during the day. But no, but that's, that's my, that's my opinion. I think we should go at night. I think we should go now. I'm ready to kick some ass. Flint? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, either one works for me. It might be easier landmark-wise if we're... If this is truly a, a maze that maybe, like, shifts around or changes in any way, shape, or form during the day might be easier, but I don't mind this under-the-cover-of-darkness idea either. Thaddeus Flamikins, you get a vote. Uh, yeah. Um, I've never been in a maze before, being on a ship most of my life. Um, so I'm excited to see what happens. That is like, well, attitude answer. The she answer votes the for the maze. Like <laughs> she it. does. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Thaddeus just says, "I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just here to be helpful." I. Uh, well, that's a non-answer, which is actually not very helpful, Thaddeus. I mean, so, I, you know, knowing a little bit about the maze, it's just it's a magical maze, so we don't know what we're getting into. And as as it's been determined by the city that the town folk here. They don't. They don't have any information for us. So yeah, I don't know if night or day is better. It's Wizards, true. Wizards, we we do some weird shit, so it could be all fucked up in there. Yeah, night or day doesn't. It's a good point, Thaddeus. It doesn't matter. So we're here. It's not going to get easier if we wait until tomorrow. So I I vote we go for it. Let's do this. As you prepare to step onto the garden path, everybody make a perception check. I really shouldn't use this anymore. It draws a lot of twos. Two. Plus perception, which is eight. Ten. Eleven. I'm going to roll this one. Okay. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm switching that dice out and choosing another. Right there. Ooh. Flamekin's got a one. Thaddeus got a better. As you prepare to step onto the garden path, you notice movement high up on the tower. And a human male dressed in black robes stands on the balcony, waving something over his head. It's hard to make out details from this distance. But did I steal the looky loo from the airship? It. Did you? Did you? I don't know, did I? You, you tell me there, Flint. 
Well, I mean, if Cyril missed the the fucking dragons flying up, then maybe I did. Alright. Let's say you've got a looky-loo. <laughs> Flint use the looky-loo? And now every time you use it, you have to say, let's take a little looky-loo. I'm uh, gonna take a little looky-loo so, and uh, see what this dude's got over his head. For everybody else, it's hard to make out, but to Flint, it looks like it might be a blue mask. <laughs> and you hear the voice call out. And he screams. He says, Heroes! They saw you in the village! I've taken the mask, but they'll realize it's missing within minutes! Look for me beneath the tower, for it's the only place I have a chance to hide! This seems like a terrible plan! Why is he screaming? Why are you in the open? He is not a smart guy. This is the key that will let you teleport into the dungeon. As he speaks, the figure holds aloft a second item, some sort of white glimmering hourglass. I will leave it behind after I use it, but others may find it before you do. The speaker looks over his shoulder as another figure suddenly dashes out onto the balcony. A flash of blades and spellfire erupts. Then the figure who spoke pitches his attacker over the railing before dashing back inside. Uh, so that was a thing that just happened. <laughs> All right, well, our cover's blown. Uh, from the sounds of his description, they already knew you were there, which is why he was screaming out. Oh, okay. They saw you in the village. Oh, I thought it said, I saw you in the village. No, I saw you. Heroes, you've come to save me. He just got very excited. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I don't want to marry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just want to sing. sing. No singing. <laughs> Anyways, we should have maybe yelled at this dude to like let his hair down. Mm. Maybe that would have worked to mm-hmm. help us in. All right. Okay, so you're dashing in now, I presume. Yeah, let's get her. Yeah, you run into the path, and you run for it's less than a minute, um, but you're running along a winding path, and you've entered an open area which is an intersection where eight paths converge symmetrically. You can see Xanthal's tower dead ahead above the hedge wall, but the way the paths curve, there's no telling which one might lead to it. They all seem to turn away about 15 feet into each of them. A sundial stands in the center of the intersection. The shadow from the gnomon, which is what it's referring to, No, I had no idea what that little thing was called. Yeah, there you go. The shadow from its gnomon, it points straight toward the tower, which is highly odd because the sun isn't directly behind you. Your shadows point in the proper direction. Only the sundial's shadow points ahead. Uh, Russ, am I able to pick the sundial up? Uh, The sundial appears anchored to the ground and cannot be moved or shifted. Can I move the Gnomon? Uh, You attempt to move the Gnomon, and it does not move as well. Do you say Gnomon? Gnomon. Gnomon. Uh, Maybe we should... So the sundial is... So you're in, say, call it a square area. Sundial is in the direct center. You've entered, so there is a pathway directly in front Mm -hmm. of you, to the sides of you, behind you, and then to each corner of this room. Okay. So we'll start with the one in front of you will be called A, then we'll go clockwise, clockwise B, C, D, okay. E, F, G, H. So there should be eight total. Okay. 
ways to get in and, and out of this area. And the sundial is... The shadow is pointing straight ahead? Towards the entrance A, which is in the direction that you see Zonthal's tower. So we would have come in in the E? For entry. Yeah. Uh, Perfect. Okay. Yeah. E for entry. Uh, Perfect, yeah. Oh, but E's also for egress, so... Well, it, we also will need to leave that way, so it, it makes sense. Fair enough, fair enough. You guys, I think, um, since there's really no way to tell which way to go, um, I, I think the straight, I think this one right ahead of us. Yeah, that's where the shadow is pointing, correct? Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's as good a guess as any. We'll just have to be somehow very quick, but also methodical. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you you head down the pathway straight in front of you, following where the shadow points and the direction of Zonthal's tower there. And it, it takes no more than about a minute. And you make your way through these winding paths. Um, the hedges around you are about eight feet tall, and you can see Zonthal's tower um, over the hedges. Um, and as you're winding through, you come back and out and into the very same sundial area. The shadows at this point, though, are now pointing to A and C. Did we just come out of C? Where did we come out? As you come out, it's, it's unclear which one you came out of. It's a magic maze, Amy. Oh, I know it's a magic yeah. maze. So but... we're using A and C narrative mechanically so yeah. I can tell you which ones, but... As you enter, you kind of are looking for these things, and the I, room seems to yes, okay, spin. But the tower always stays in the same place, right? It's just. Are you looking for the tower now? Yeah, where's the tower? As you're traveling, you looked to one direction, and the tower was there. And as you get out into this room, you look to the same direction, and the tower is not there. It's in another direction. Which direction is the tower in? Uh, where it was pointing more towards the A, now it's pointing kind of towards the D. And the shadows are pointing to entry A and C. Hmm. <laughs> How about this one? And I gesture to C. Uh, sure. Sure. On our way uh, to entrance C, Russ, I would like to drop some coins or something on the ground to mark our uh, our entry there. Sure. Uh, sorry, what? Sorry, what did what do you drop exactly? Uh, I drop five bronze pieces or copper pieces or whatever the fuck the lowest currency is. Pennies. <laughs> uh, okay, you drop, leaving your trail of money breadcrumbs. And you head down, sorry, you said C. Mm -hmm. You travel down and it takes you, again, about less than a minute. And you enter a large 80-foot square courtyard. And filling the center of this 80-foot square courtyard is a circular pool of water 60 feet across. The water is dark and murky, reducing visibility to about one foot. A garnet gemstone hovers one foot above the center of this pool. Of course it does. Why wouldn't it? Another path leaves the area through the hedge wall on the far side of the pool, directly opposite where you entered. 
maybe this would be a good time for levitation boots if we don't want to touch that water. Um, yes. But then again, maybe uh, touching the stone is a bad idea, so... Yeah, what do you think? Because Donnie can also fly and get the stone. Oh, Donnie, stone. yes. Yeah, my levitate with boots um, doesn't actually... it. It is levitate. It is not fly. So, like, I can fly vertically up to 20 feet and remain suspended there. Oh, okay. Can't we, like, that tether is... a rope to your foot and then push you? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yep, these are zero-gravity boots. They just take gravity away from me. That's awesome. Um, You're, like, just a helium only... balloon, right? Ah, I can move only by pushing or pulling against a fixed object yeah. or surface within reach, such as a wall or a ceiling. So you could, like, brace yourself against the wall, push off, and as you float by, grab whatever we need you, you grab to grab. Grab the stone. And continue Yeah, but on. what if I stop in, like, the middle of the... <laughs> I'm saying we'll tie a rope on you. We can reel you back. A tether. Um, Or we can just get Donnie to fly over there. Or maybe this is, like, a bad idea and we should never touch say, this chance. I was going to say, or, like, or we is could the just garnet not do it at all? a test to, like... Like, we don't care about the money aspect of the garnet. Correct? That's true. So, do we want to try and get it? Or not try and get it. I say no. I say we just keep going. That seems fair. If we need to come back to this room, in theory, we should be able to, but who knows? Uh, yeah, yeah, we can just, like, go out the way we came sure. in, right? Yeah. Okay, let's do that. Uh, so, you, sorry, you go out the way you came in? Or, no, or the, the way other on the other side? You're, I'm not leading you let's either way. Let's not go back the way we... Specifically. Let's Won't it be less confusing the... if we go back the way we came in, though? Yeah, but we we know where we came. Exactly. Are you trying to get back to the room, though, or are you trying to? Well, go we can't be else? methodical if we just keep going. If we keep going in a direction, I don't know. I don't think we can be methodical since all the doors keep switching on us every time we go back in, anyway. But I guess we could go back to see if if uh, Flint's coins are like where they are. Give us an idea of what is happening. Mm -hmm. Either one's cool with me. <laughs> I'm like, I give one opinion. Carla's like, I give a different opinion. We're like, mazes mazes are so out. tricky, though. I don't you because like if you go back the way you came, nothing changes in theory. But if you go another way, something should shift by the time you get back to your original room. If we are back to that original room, so it's like. Do you go back to where you came and expect nothing to change and then do something differently, or do you expect it to change and then hopefully learn something from it changing? Exactly. This is what you have to decide, Flint. <laughs> oh, how dare you? <laughs> so we're trying to figure out if we go forward or if we go back. I mean, if we go forward, we haven't hit a dead end yet, right? That was my thought, is just keep... Because we're just trying to get through, right? If we go back to the room that we were in... We already know it's there. We don't know. Maybe this is the right way. Maybe we should just keep going. But if we come out and try to go back in, maybe it won't be the same door. Like, maybe we can't get back. Uh, okay. I don't know. Let's. I don't know. I don't want to stand here any longer. So let's go through the exit. Because two of you said exit. So great. Let's go through sure. the exit. Let's try it. Let's just keep going right. forward. You three walk around this large pool. Um, Five. 
You sorry? Yep. You five. I even voiced one of the goddamn <laughs> we, characters. We lost that somewhere. <laughs> it's back in the Guys. Oh, this is yeah. This is where I get rid of NPCs. Oh no. Um, no. Um, so yeah, you go through, and the path begins to curve away, um, and you travel on it for another another good minute, and you come back out into the same pool area. <laughs> okay uh let's let, let's just, try a new lars one let's go back through the other direction and get back to the sundial room sure yep yeah, you go back out the way you came and again the paths curve no real clear direction and you end up back in the pool area oh i guess there was only one choice wasn't there and it was get the fucking stone apparently <laughs> I hate it when there's illusion of choice. So, hover boots or Donnie? What do we want to do here? Um. Well, let's uh let's do hover boots. Why not? Let's, let's levitate. You guys got a rope? You guys gonna sling me? Are you guys gonna like whip me around and <laughs> let is, me go? That is the more complicated solution, right? As opposed to Donnie is. just 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 flying and getting it. It says here on my character sheet that um, I overlook obvious solutions and favor <laughs> ones. I'll give you an inspiration point for that then. For what? For, for hoverboats. Character sheet. Oh, thanks. For overlooking an obvious solution and for yeah. There I already have an inspiration oh, well, then point. You should use your inspiration. Oh, I did use my inspiration. Oh, she to did. She rerolled. Okay. So yeah. Now you okay, got it back. Well, then you have another inspiration. Yep. Okay. Sorry, does Donnie want to go? <laughs> I don't know that Donnie's like jazz to do it, but it just makes more. What sense, if we probably. have? Yeah, right? uh, what if we tie the tether to uh, Thea and then have Donnie like trail her that way, so that he like tows her over there so oh she can God. like grab? <laughs> I think that puts two of us in danger. What if something leaps yes, out of this? Yeah, exactly. Like she's a fucking glider and he's the exactly. powered plane that's exactly. taking her up. Uh, I think I think here's it's my thing. fun, but <laughs> I think Donnie should go because if something does jump out of the water or he needs to react quickly, he will be able to do it. Whereas He'll I will just be, be at the mercy. Yeah. I will just literally just be there. Agreed. And you guys will need to try to pull me the right direction to get away. Okay. So. Okay. Donnie is going to fly to the center to try and get that garnet. So Donnie flies to the center, and does he like grab it with his mouth, his hand, or his claw, or whatever he's got? What yeah, is, how does yeah. He do? claws, not okay. hands. Creep. And what kind of creepy? <laughs> oh my god, that would be gold dragon wormling. Gold dragon wormling with like Except little baby little hands. You could do like yeah, a bunch yeah. of finger little baby hands. That'd be fun. Yeah, yeah <laughs> totally. Uh, yeah, just with with uh, with a claw, you know. Sure. And as he grabs it, a pincer claw reaches up out of the dark, murky water and grabs his claw. Hey there, I'm your Dungeon Master, Rusmore. Thank you so much for joining us for episode 48 of Dungeons & Dragons titled A Quick Trip for a Dip in a Maze. 
If you're enjoying the show and would like to support us directly, please visit our Patreon page, patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast. Patreon is an amazing way to support the creators that you love and allow us and anyone else on Patreon the ability and freedom to do more with the shows we create. Your support on Patreon gets you access to so many amazing things that help make this podcast better with each episode, like the ability to provide NBC names. There will also be some Patreon-created items coming down the pipe very soon. And we do our best to make sure you see some awesome perks and rewards for being part of the community we're creating, like monthly bonus episodes, goog hangs, swag, and a whole lot more. And with our Patreon community supporting us, we've been able to upgrade some of our hardware, some of our mics, some of our stands, and cover some of the costs to go to PodCon 2 coming up in January, which the vacation's booked, it's happening, the flights are happening, and if you haven't checked out the Indiegogo yet to go to PodCon 2, I highly recommend you check it out if you're able to make it, and then if you are, we can say hi. That'd be pretty cool. Again, that's patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast. Another way you can support the show, though, is talking about us and sharing us on your social media and other people's social media, or when you're hanging out at your LGS, maybe at an Adventures League, or playing your own weekly game around the table. If you need them, all of our social media links and more about us and the show can be found at dumbdragons.com. So go check out the website and join, follow, or like where you can today. And a big thanks to Sirenscape for some of the amazing atmosphere. Make sure you check them out at sirenscape.com to bring your games to life. Links for everything mentioned today can be found in the description. The next episode is next week, August 15th, when we find out if the maze is too tough for the players and the characters. <laughs> oh boy. Let's get back to this episode, though, and see what those crazy chules have in store for Faerun's best hope for saving the end of the world. Oy. Have a great week. We'll talk soon. And rising up out of the water, you see a chul. A large, lobster-like creature. Oh, we know the Chul. You know the Chul. Well, well your characters don't necessarily don't know, the know the Chul. We know the Chul. But you have run into Chul. We have run into Chul. You fought those naked. If you don't know when, <laughs> what when we're talking Carla's about. character th- <laughs> fought a Chul naked. That's um, Patreon. You should yes, become a patron. Of Patreon. You can hear all about... The Arch, Naked Ninja Warrior. The, the, the Naked Chul Battle. And Song Kitty. And Song Kitty. Song and Kitty was some not just vicious verbal mockery. Oof. And a real sassy janitor. Yeah, just one Super of the best sassy. janitor characters in fiction, I think. The giant crushing pincer claw reaches up out of the pool, following behind it the twisted and armored body of what you are familiar with as a Chul. Green, brown, and yellow color pigments its hard exoskeleton, rising up out of the water to reveal its crustacean-like maw with tentacles moving and reaching in every direction, grasping for Donnie. Its spine back arches as it draws power from its four spiny legs, helping it crush down on Donnie's claw. Uh, So that reaches up and now has a hold of Donnie, and Donnie... uh, So that's going to be eight plus four, so that's... 10 bludgeoning damage, plus you must make an escape. You just try and escape to or be grappled. 19. <gasps> so he's not grappled. He manages to pull three and has the garnet, but the out of the pool, four chules begin crawling up over the edge. A roll for initiative. I yell, fly high, Donnie. Uh, four more, so five total. Uh, four, four total. So, sorry. Yeah, I've ordered that poorly. 14. 11. Uh, 25. 
Whoa. <laughs> she says it so nonchalantly. Yeah, it's 25. 25. So, Nulara, you're up first. Great. Why did she roll well or something? Yeah. <laughs> I am going to use Dragon Slayer. Okay. Yeah, I am. Okay. Uh, that is a 25 again. And I guess just like whatever one's closest to me. So, yeah, there's one climbing up and out of the pool. He's like on the edge of the pool and closest to you. Okay. So he's cheating at Marco Polo. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, okay, so that is 11, 17 damage. Okay, you swing into this, uh, this chul's rough and tough shell, um, and crack into it a little bit. Okay. Yeah, keep going. Okay, second attack is a 24. Yep, that will hit. 22 damage. No, I'm mm-hmm. lying. I'm lying. 20 damage. I'm lying. It's 42 damage. <laughs> no, 20 damage. Okay, so you swing and strike into it again, and you ch- chop into like a, one of the, the crooks where its arms are, and it lets out a Zoidberg scream like... <laughs> <laughs> Donnie's turn. Okay, Donnie is going to use his... Cool shit we haven't seen. Yeah, Donnie's got some dope-ass new tricks. How close are any together? None are super close together. It's an 80-foot room, so they're probably 20 or 30 feet apart, kind of climbing up out of different areas. The fourth one is still within the pool, kind of going towards an edge towards... Your crew. Now, it's only a 60-foot pool, if I remember correctly. Does that change where they're located? (laughs) No. Okay. No. Just thought I'd check in case you did the math badly. I would be known to do that, but (laughs) I'm pretty sure I'm okay. Donnie is going to use his fire breath. Okay. On... Are they all exiting at our end? Like, are they all, I assume... The, the, we'll say Chul 1 and 2 are at your end. You're fighting number 2. Okay. 3 is kind of, if you draw a line straight across it, the 3 is like off to the right side of the room coming okay, out. but out of the pool? But getting out of the pool. And 4 is kind of in the middle of the pool coming towards More because he just like pinsered, yeah, right? Exactly. Okay. So he's going to go for th- number 3. That is only a nine. Nine will not do it. So just wait, guys. It's breath, real. It's, uh, yes. Does breath? Is, okay. Does it not? He has to recharge at the start of his turn, yeah. but does he have but, to recharge but, if it doesn't no, work? He, but but he doesn't. Like it's it's a breath though, so it happens, and then there needs to be a saving throw, not a not an attack. Oh. Well, that's not what I Is have written different? down. Well, no, I mean, I could be wrong. Fire breath. Dragon exhales fire in a 15-foot cone. Each creature in that area has to make a DC 13 Yeah, so you don't saving make that. Throw. They make that. So they Okay. So you don't need to so roll it for that. It's no. almost like a spell. It isn't. It's like with my wolf breath. Okay. 
it yeah it isn't a ranged attack it's it's an area of effect so okay uh within that 15 foot cone which is currently only one creature um it will have to make a dexterity saving throw to dodge out of the way and on a failed save it still takes half fire or yeah. on, on, on a on a successful save it still takes half fire damage okay so yeah great it just happens and then my dex is a 19 Kay. so it takes half of the 40 10 okay yeah yeah so 7 13 18 23 half of 23 so 11 it uh, looks up at donnie through its beady eyes and sees that flame coming and dives back towards the pool but catches the back end um with that flame as it dives back into the water there flamykins is up and she's like well these are ugly motherfuckers let's let's light them up because i like it it's she's gonna toss chaos bolt at uh we'll say number one and if the area of effect no it's just going to be number one so she's going to make a ranged attack 19 which will hit and that's going to be 5 11 force damage on number one which knocks it back uh to the edge of the water it's not in the water but like butts up against the side of it and then it is Thea's turn. Uh, Thea's going to get out her oath bow, and she's going to look at the um, tool in the middle of the water. In the water, okay. So it whispers, swift defeat to my enemy. In like a super creepo way. <laughs> super creepy. Mm-hmm. I like it. <gasps> swift death to you who have wronged me. And uh, yeah, my enemy is in the middle. And so uh, here I go, rolling a dice. Oh, 19. And that is 3d6. Uh, 11. It impales into the shoulder of this chool. And then it is Thaddeus' turn. Flint, you got Thaddeus? Yeah, I've I've got got the the spell list open, because that's right where I'm going for. All right. Okay, so which, which chools have been hit so far? All of them. All of them. Uh, Nulara's the number two chul. Uh, the one that Nulara's fighting has been hit the most, but everybody has been hit um, at some point or another. Okay, he's going to grab a pinch of iron powder out of his spell of uh, spell bag component stuff, and he's going to cast Reduce on one of the chuls. So he'll say okay. chul number three. So this chul has to pass a constitution saving throw, or its size is halved, and it will do less damage to people when it attacks. Um, constitution, that's an 18. Oh, that's probably going to pass. Uh, let me just scroll up here. Let me just scroll up here. Yep, certainly looks like it. 16. Yep. Oh, well. Well, sorry about that. That was a good try. Sorry about that. It was a good try. Yeah. Gosh darn. <laughs> Flint, you're up. I'm going to run over to tool uh, number two, since it's already taken some damage, and try mm-hmm. and... Uh, Try and Salazar this bad boy right out from under Nulara. Jeepers. That's right. Okay. Uh, so I swing my axe with a rock-solid 12, which I don't think is going to do it. No, 12 doesn't hit. Okay, perfect. So you come over like, Nulara, oh, I got sorry, this. it was a 13, but still it wasn't good. S- still still does not. Okay. Uh, so I uh, regroup and try with my second attack. 
which is a 20, but not critical. Uh, yeah, that'll hit. Okie dokie. Alright, so that is 13 points of damage. Okay. And, oh, and we'll go for another one, which is a 22, so that should be no problem. Yep. And I, uh, ooh, that's a d10 plus <laughs> 7, so that's 17 damage. Yeah. That's nice when you roll the maximum. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's about it. Uh, after a couple good slices with the old axe, that's about it for my turn. Flint comes over and whiffs his first one, and then Hack, after a little bit frustrated at that, obviously, um, double hacks into, and now there are chul guts coming out of part of this chul's exoskeleton, but it is pincers ready, ready to go, and it is Chul 1 and 2's turn. Number 1 is going to rush over to Flint, and number 2 will attack Nulara with two pincer attacks each. So number 1 on Flint is a critical miss, uh, and a... an 18. Uh, what kind of damage is this? Oh, it's bludgeoning, right? Bludgeoning. Uh, yes, that should hit me then. Alright, so you get attacked by one pincer for 11 bludgeoning damage, and then you must also make an escape DC. Uh, so that's going to be 8 bludgeoning damage, because I reduce damage by okay. 3. And right. that is an 18, then. Yeah, you're not grappled. Nulara, you get a critical 20 oh, and no. a 12. Okay. That's going to be... Shitty. It's going to be bad. Uh, it's not going to be bad. Oh, I rolled poorly on the second one. So that's 9 plus 4 is 13 bludgeoning damage. And you must also make a strength-based escape DC. Okay. And it's 26. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You're good. Uh, the other two seem to be drawn to uh, the... Four seems to be drawn towards you, Thea. Three seems to be drawn towards Flamykins. Um, so four is going to come over, and that is going to be a 21 and a 12 for their attacks. The 21, I assume, does it. Mm -hmm. That's going to be uh, 10 bludgeoning, and you must also make a strength. Uh, does a 10 do it? You find yourself grappled Fuck. by the Chul. Now you must also succeed on as it uses its tentacles. They come towards you. Oh. You must make a constitution saving throw. Oh, this is going to go real bad with your shellfish allergy. Seven. <laughs> but you can't I have poisoned. my inspiration. You do have an inspiration. But it doesn't matter if I can be poisoned. Uh, so it, it, would, it, would po it would poison you, if, but you can't take poison. Right? You can't be poisoned? Is no, that your I can't thing? be poisoned. Yeah, so you can't be poisoned. So nothing happens. It's so just like... And I'm like, it's like on my face, and I'm like, eh! But you are now grappled, and at the start of your turn, you must succeed on that constitution saving well, I'll throw. I'll use my inspiration Or you must use a time. strength saving throw again, or a strength contest. It'll be like in that episode of Treehouse of Horrors when the zombies are like poking at Homer's head, and then they're like, oh, we don't want this guy. He's got no brains. And they move on to the nah. next guy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Flamykins got hit by one of the pincers from the number three, and that is going to be seven damage to Flamykins, and she must also make a strength contest. With she has the... zero strength. Yeah, so that's a 13, so she beats it. Okay, back to the top. Nulara, Donnie, you're up. Okay. 
Uh, Number two is snapping in your face. Oh, yeah, right. But it's looking. He didn't quite quite get dead yet. No, not quite. Uh, So that is a 20. Not critical. Mm hmm. So that is 21 damage. Tell me how you destroy this jewel. I'm going to just swing Dragon Slayer and chop off both pincers, but I'm still Mm -hmm. like pretty mad about the whole situation so i also then just like stab it in the gut oh yeah i don't want it to just slowly bleed out like so hold on you use two attacks on it no <laughs> oh god <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding don't be sticking so you get <laughs> clear cut as much off as she wants uh your pincers <laughs> fall off but yeah you clean through clear through its gut as well spilling its jewel guts yeah mm. uh, so You've got uh, Chul 4 attacking and grappling Thea, Chul 3 attacking Flamekins, and Flint fighting uh, with number 1 at this point. What? Which one is in the middle of the ocean? They came out. Ah, uh, okay. They came, dra- seem drawn towards you. Right. Yeah. Uh, okay, I am going to attack the one that has Thea grappled them. Okay. Thanks, buddy. And uh, that is a 22. Yep. And that is seven, 13 damage. Okay. It still has her. Man, it's tough, tough mofo, isn't it? Uh, okay, so Donnie is going to roll to see if his breath weapon is recharged. It is not. Okay. But that's okay. He can He can do other things. Sure. Not a, he's not a one-trick pony. <laughs> he is going to try to bite the one that has flamekins or is fighting oh. flamekins. Yep. <laughs> oh, Donnie's not doing so good. Uh, he's overly <laughs> confident with his new uh, appearance. Swoops down and takes an open air bite. Just trying to be like, hey, hey, I see you. Exactly. Flamekins is up, and she's like, this is an ugly piece of shit. Uh, so, yeah, we'll just throw another chaos bolt in her direction. That's a 19. That's going to hit. That's 6, 10. Uh, 10 lightning damage just erupts <laughs> into this chool. So is it, like, cooked now? Would we eat it? Uh, it did not yet dead. Oh. Uh, so not, I mean, you could. It doesn't stop me before. It doesn't stop you before. Uh, Thea, you're up. All right. I am going to, uh, where's the, uh, well, I need to make that strength contest, don't I? Uh, how about a 12? Yeah, you knock free of this pincer. Oh, I do? <laughs> yeah. So you're good. You knock free of this pincer. And where's, uh, the enemy that has wronged me? That's the one you're fighting. Yeah. Oh, shit like on top of me i can't use my bow i'm gonna i'm gonna use a spell instead you could run 10 feet away from it and use your bow take (laughs) an attack of opportunity which could stop you from moving altogether Uh, i'll 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 burn it with my flame it's cool then i'm gonna poison spray it uh okay so it's 3d12 and oh 10, 17, so it's 19 damage. Uh, yeah, you poison spray up into this thing's face. Face? Um, and it doesn't appear affected by what you've just done. Uh, 
Thaddeus is up. Uh, yeah, Thaddeus is uh, gonna throw a firebolt at the uh, the chul that's messing around with Amy. That's funny because Thea's about to throw a hissy fit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that is a twenty-one. Yep. Perfect. All right. Uh, ooh, ten. Thirteen damage. Kick. Okay. Uh, that's good. Flint, you're up. I'll take on this uh, chul number one, I guess, that's attacking me. Mm-hmm. And I'll swing uh, swing my axe into its right pincher with a 26 attack roll. So I think I should hit it. <laughs> I think you're good. I think yeah. I'm going to hit it. Just barely. Just though. a little bit. And that is 14 damage on the first attack. Yeah. And I'm going to kind of uppercut into the section below its right pincer. If I can roll it on the table, that would be helpful. That's a 21, so that should work out. Yep. Uh, That's not so great. Nine damage on that one. Oh, but I get to re-roll that because it was a two. Hold on. (laughs) Hold your horse. Oh, it was a two again. All right, so nine damage. And my, some things are just meant to be. Yep. Sometimes you can't fight it. And third one, I'm gonna try and uh, slice on into its face with all the wiggly things that are going on there with it. Mm-hmm. And that is a 19. Yep. Uh, ooh, max damage. So 17. Tell me how you kill this one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. After the attacks on its arm, I kind of drops its guard because it took a couple hits, and I like kind of take a big step forward and just drive my axe straight into the old face hole. Sure. <laughs> All right. And it, uh, it, yeah, it goes down and drops and you have to pull out your axe a little bit there. Um, and then it is three and four's turn and they're going for, four is going for Thea. It's a four and a 16. Uh, 16, well... You got 18. Not, oh, it's armor class. Oh, so, you, yeah, you didn't pull your shield, so you've got 16. Uh, so it uh, pincers you. Uh, that's uh, 7 damage, plus uh, another strength. Yeah, 20. You are not grappled. <laughs> so surprised. Uh, I like it. The other Anytime one I roll more than an 11, I'm surprised. Going, I'm not going to lie to you. That's fair. He's going for Flamekins. And she has an armor class of 11. Jesus, Flamekins. She's a little she's goblin. She's little. Yeah. Little. It's, it's fair. Uh, she she's gets hit by down. one of the pincers for nine damage and a strength saving throw. She succeeds. Okay, Nulara, your turn. So there's one fighting... Uh, Thea and Flamekins. Then I am going to go for the one on Thea because I think that's where I was last time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, that is a 15. 15 does not hit. Okay. <laughs> How about a 17? 17 will hit. Okay. It's 20 damage. Yeah. Tell me how you kill the jewel. Uh, just a straight beheading. <laughs> just your standard beheading. I wonder how many times I have you saying that. That's a lot. I I, think. It's yeah. a lot. You should find a compilation. Way. Just yeah. a straight Some beheading. Sort of super, just your standard. It's one yeah. of my, uh, it's my go-to way. It's so definitive. And I like, I like that. It. 
Uh, Donnie, what's Donnie doing? Uh, I guess he is going to, well, try and recharge his weapon, his breath weapon, which he does not do. Uh, but he will try to bite. There's only one left now, yeah? Yep. Uh, so that is a 15. 15 does not hit. Okay. He's just air chomping a lot. It's just yeah. his thing. <laughs> okay. Uh, Flamekins. Um, she's actually going to, she's going to try and get in nice and close and dagger it. Oh yeah, she does. That's a 23. Damn. Do a lot of, do doesn't do a lot of damage, but it's four piercing damage. Hey, that's. Ships it. A lot. Yeah. Uh, then it's, uh, Thea's turn. My, my guy's dead, so. Yeah. What does my oath bow whisper to me? Swift defeat to my enemies. And I say swift death to those who have wronged me. Yeah. And then I look at the last jewel and yeah. I... 24. Yeah. Yeah. 11 damage. Thaddeus is up next as this arrow pierces in and the jewel turns and eyes at Thea. Turn around. Never now and then... <laughs> That is. That is. <laughs> that is. I like the uh-huh. look. Uh-huh. Trying to wrap this fight up here. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Continue. Yep. Who's asleep? Uh oh, hundred percent. I am. I am fading fast here. Uh, we're gonna throw another firebolt at this guy. Okay. Uh, that is a twenty-two. Yep. Six. And three is nine damage. Tell me how the fireball burns it. Uh, the firebolt manages to kind of uh, ricochet off of the outer shell a couple times and then, like, disappears inside the jewel. And just, like, all of a sudden it slumps to the ground and smoke starts coming out of the inner shell. It ain't moving no more. I like that. Oh, That's fun. Yeah. That's good. Um, so the room is clear of tools. You have the, or Donnie has the garnet in hand. Oh, which way do you go? Let's try to go the the moving forward way. Because I feel like this was where we were supposed to go, and I don't want to go back towards where we previously were. Sure. Okay. I think Thea took the most damage, so she just hobbles forward. Did you take quite a bit? Real limpy. No, but I took... More, I took like maybe 20 points of damage. Oh, well, yeah. that's a fair bit for you. You exit the pool room where you have just defeated the Chules and begin back down the winding hallways of the maze. Walking for no more than a minute, the world seems to spin as you weave through the pathway, seeing the tower to your left and then looking back and then it's to your right and then not at all before you finally enter back into the sundial room. And as you see it, there are still only two shadows pointing in a similar manner to when you left. The coins Flint left on the way out the last time disappeared, leaving no signs of where you have come or gone. Oh, sneaky. You bought someone lunch.
Some of the music in today's episode is by Kevin McLeod of incompetech.filmmusic.io and Scott Buckley at scottbuckley.com.au. Previously, you had a wonderful skills challenge that you just... (sighs) (laughs) Sorry, Russ. Previously. Hoo-yah! Tom's face again. Just watch Tom's face all the time. I feel like Tom's face mirrored my face that time. We were both like... Uh, Peterage? I just can only see half of your face, Amy, so I can oh. get it. Yeah. There it is. Oh, there, it there is. she is. Uh, do just us again. five go down? Or no, no, do... Tom, make that face again. There you go. That's a good one. <laughs> also, Amy, your hair looks real good. It is. It's so good. Oh, You're thank you. You're such a good redhead. It's really great. Do you want me to move this? I'm like sitting super close yeah, to you. Yeah, I know. Me. It's making me uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it when my uh, wife sits so close to me. I don't like it How when my, dare my wife, be wife so close is to me. touching me so Look, much. we had our anniversary. We're touchy-feely on the Facebooks there. Now it's time to get back to business, all right? No, no more. We don't PDA online. <laughs> it was very sweet. It was very And sweet. made sweeter because you don't do it all the time. If you did that every day, I would... Ugh. You would be hidden from I would my be, Facebook I feeds. I was going to say, I would probably yeah. hide you. I'm sorry, but I would. Yeah, I hide no, those I get people. It. This is why I don't I don't post a lot. I love love, but I mean, come on now. Some people believe that there's a dog underneath my table that's going to be shit to edit out chewing on a bone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a strong and rumor. She was coming through loud and clear. Strong rumor. He's like, uh, sorry, Tom uh, and Carla, what did you get? Oh my god, I rolled a different dice and still got a two. Twelve. Eleven. Here's my dice, please. Um, okay, yeah. Um, so everybody except Thea. See what I I rolled a ten. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, Flamingkins rolled a one. So sorry. What was your twenty five? What was? Oh yeah, sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, please! Yeah, okay. I hope that was a hit. Yeah. <laughs> no. Good luck. It's not, I'm fucked. Yeah. No they kidding. said nobody gets out. Oh boy. No. Wrong no. Guy. No. Oh. no. <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons is a dumb dragons production. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Dum Dums and Dice would like to welcome you to the grim darkness of the 41st millennium in the Valentine Heresy, an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40,000's Dark Heresy RPG. Newly promoted Inquisitor Lucius Valentine has received visions of the death of the immortal God Emperor. With few options before him, he teams up with hive-bred criminal siblings Lyric and Alto. Together, they must defeat a cabal of shadowy foes to save the Emperor and the Imperium. Can this trio of unlikely heroes survive in a galaxy where there is only war? The Emperor is going to die in a year. My job is to make sure the Emperor doesn't die. Because if the Emperor dies, the Astronomicon goes out. And the only thing keeping the Imperium alive is the fact that we have a very large navy and a very large army and space marines, and they shoot everyone. It's delightful. Praise the Emperor. Thanks for that. But if the Astronomicon goes out, we have no navy, we have no ability to defend ourselves, and the Xenos and Chaos will overrun us instantly because there will be no defense. So every planet will turn out like Galen's glory? And that would be the best case scenario. Which is why 
We need to keep the emperor on his throne. I spit in my palm and put my hand out for a handshake. Am I supposed to do something in return? Is this, I'm sorry, I just don't know what this is. Alto's like, yeah, like this. He spits in his hand and puts it out towards you as well. Then I spit in both palms and shake their hands separately. <laughs> we have an inquisitorial band. Warhammer 40,000, the Valentine Heresy. Available now.